Welcome to Dom and Dragons, a Goats and Dragons campaign featuring Dominic Monahan. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. Welcome to Dom and Dragons, podcast where uh, Helpful Go Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons with Dominic Monahan. I'm Andrew Gilbert, and uh, I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. Um, and I'm not alone. With me, as always, is the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat, Galway, playing the turtle druid Mekek Tumbledown. Hey, everybody. Lena, playing the Azamar warlock Elifire. Hi. Adam playing the Bugbarian Connie Demure. Hello, hello. And of course, Dominic Monaghan playing the halfling monk Cryon Fane. Hi, friends. Drinking out my favorite mug tonight. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we are, uh, yeah, gathered here to have a lot of fun and play a lot of games. Um, uh, kind of while the world burns all around us. Um, Please, please don't take this as uh, us taking everything in the world lightly. We're certainly not. In fact, we play games sometimes because the world is so heavy uh, a lot. Um, and that's not an escape from games um, because we believe that Dungeons & Dragons is really an expression of real life. Um, and it certainly allows us to to deal with real life in a lot of different ways. Um to that end, uh, we've been we've been working hard at Helpful Goat to make sure that um, that everyone knows Black Lives Matter. Um, that uh, if you type in exclamation point BLM in the Discord or in the in the chat, uh, you can get a few resources um, to either do a little bit more research or uh, something to maybe help donate to, uh, as well as our uh, exclamation point donate command in the chat. That'll hook you up. Um, not with normally our own coffee page, um, but right now we're wanting to to focus efforts on some other charities that really need a lot of help. Um, and I believe we also have sort of a scrolling uh, text of different places that you can check out uh, during the stream as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, so on Twitch, um, we are uh, affiliate, which means you're able to cheer and subscribe to us. Uh, and anyone who has Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free through Twitch Prime. It's super easy to get those accounts linked and set up. Uh, it's free on your part, and it definitely helps support the channel. Um, that's something you can do if you want to support us directly right now, if you have the means. Totally understand that not everyone has the means right now, because the world, world is on fire. Um, yeah. And we're also we're trying to acknowledge, I think, <clears throat> these days that Twitch is not an unproblematic platform for us to be on 100 um so just we are we're aware of that that's something we have discussions about that we grapple with uh last week we we canceled our stream and kind of in solidarity with the the twitch blackout kind of protest that was going on last week um and so yeah we 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 uh, are pushing uh this site and the twitch as a company to kind of own up to and kind of deal proactively with uh 
some of the, the, the abuse that happens here on this platform. Um, we're really intentional about that. And, you know, I think there have been some articles to that effect lately kind of showing like about Twitch kind of maybe hopefully finally realizing like, oh, we've got to deal with this shit. So yeah. we're heartened by that. And Yeah. In my, uh, yeah. in my in my ignorance, can I ask a question? Because I'm not sure. on Twitch that much. I'm on Twitch to to hang out with you guys. Is Twitch a platform that, for the most part, historically has just kind of ignored ignored hate speech and let it happen, or has specific incidences happened recently? They um they they don't ignore um and it's not just hate speech. It's also um misogyny sexual assault from some of their top streamers that's what the main the thing last week was was um a lot of them came out over not last weekend but the weekend before talking about um experiences they'd had with top streamers who had been really predatory at the least and like outright sexually assaulted people at the worst um and twitch has historically not done anything if the people are making them money, they'll do things. Um, they'll ban and reprimand low level streamers. Like if we did something terrible, they'd probably ban us in a second. We don't have that You're big right. of an audience. We're not making them much money, but for their people who are making a lot of money, they just kind of let them get away with anything. Um, they don't apply things evenly if they apply them at all. And um, yeah. yeah. And there's also because of gamer culture, there's a huge, because of the toxicity that there exists in gamer culture, there's a huge toxic base on Twitch. So you'll end up with a lot of that toxicity in the streamers or in the streaming communities, and then nothing gets done about it. So people are pressuring them to actually enforce their terms of service evenly and ban people if they're being awful. And our pause screen, our not live screen at the moment, is an image that was made by uh, Twitter user Bad Luck Buddha um, that emphasizes this through uh, imagery associated with um, assault and harassment uh, survivor advocacy groups and also just the literal Twitch terms of service, which is all people in this movement are really asking Twitch to enforce is it doesn't matter how much money these people made you. You have dozens of reports of harassment and assault that is in violation of your terms. Right. And there's been a really, it's, 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 sorry, Andy. I was just going to say, I find it really troubling that, like, it's a computer program, so obviously it's it's built on code. Why can't they encode into the computer program that if you if you type this word or we found out that you've said this word on our platform, yeah. you're out. Just have it be part of the makeup right. of it, the platform. And they've left that decision and that sort of functionality to the individual streamers for the most part. What so you can complete, you can police it yourself. You mean? Right. Yeah. And so like we police our own channel to a certain extent uh, and keep that out, but not everyone does. And Twitch maybe should have a hand that might be be compulsory. There's certain words that that obviously we all know we can't say, you know, Um, and, uh, and they, they have made some very high profile bands lately. Um, You know, that is not necessarily fixing anything that is at best, uh, maybe a step in the right direction. And so I think it, all we can do is hope that that continues and it's not just sort of woke capitalism, you know, <laughs> but. And the other thing that we can do, and I think the thing we do is try to provide a community where people can be safe and be themselves and share this thing that we all like to do yeah. and get to comment on the fact that Lena's hair looks very good down. <laughs> and but and and to also the other point and just to answer dom one of the things you were saying that rachel in chat has a very good point it's not just about what's being said on twitch but how people streamers especially prominent streamers are using their platforms in order to harass and abuse people because they're celebrities they've got large fan bases right mm. right so it's it's it, it is behavior that goes beyond just what people are typing in the quick chat yeah i was playing league of legends a few weeks ago and someone typed a word which is a word that you know does not get typed or used nowadays and i was just astounded that the people at riot had not just not allowed that to be typed when you go to type it it just comes across as a bunch of asterisks you know and then and then throws the person out that's crazy that they allow them to do that if they're going to be irresponsible 
then Riot need to be responsible about those people that can't make smart decisions, you know? Nuts. Yeah. So we just, uh, that's part of the community we're trying to create here is just acknowledging yeah. these these issues. And so uh, just wanted to flag that, that we're thinking about it and that we're proud of kind of the the space, as Galway was saying, the space that we um, do kind of create and cultivate here on Twitch and on our Discord server. So, And I guess this is the one in our... Um, we are very political. Um, hi, yeah, we're political. And we use our small audience and small platform to boost these issues, boost Black Lives Matter, boost things about um, LG LGBTQIA issues and, you know, sexism and sexual assault in gaming and hate speech in gaming and all of that because it's important. Everything is political politics affects every aspect of your life. And if you say it doesn't, it's because you don't have to acknowledge how it does because you have the privilege to not see that, but everything is political. So we're going to talk about this a lot. Yeah. You just, yeah. Ignoring it feels icky, real icky to all of us. Yeah. Time's up on all that stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, on the ignoring. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so and if you if you are super into this and this is the kind of community you love, you please join our Discord as well. Um, exclamation point Discord in the chat gives you a link straight up to come in and hang with us and chat with us. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been we've been adding a lot of uh, content lately that has been very community focused and pulling certain people from the community at times to play games with us. Um, and we tend to be streaming some stuff just on Discord sometimes too. Um, Galway is going to do a birthday stream tomorrow. Happy birthday, Galway, by the way. Uh, and uh, that's going to be playing Hades. Um, and that's going to be only in our Discord. Um, so if you kind of want to just chill and hang out with us at that point or something, come on in. And anyone's everyone's uh, welcome. Just be cool. Don't be an asshole. And any other announcements? Liv Tyler's birthday today. It is. I saw that. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Elven princess. She hasn't aged a day. She really <laughs> hasn't, you know. It's, it's, it's she's like Paul Rudd, man. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, Elijah's the same. A lot of people in that cast have oh, quite Jesus. youthful looks, but something about Livti. She has perfect skin. She always has, and uh, I think she, she turns she turned forty three today. She's she's just younger than me, but I mean, wow, she looks yeah. fantastic. She looks so young. Yeah, good for her. Awesome. Well, happy birthday, Liv. Yeah, happy birthday, Liv T. And I think then we're good. I think we can begin. Where the hell were we? Where <laughs> in God's name? Great question. All I remember there was there was a fight between Connie and Elif. That's what I remember for the last thing, because it was so traumatic. <laughs> a fight, a betrayal. Oh, yeah. Well done. Let me tell you what happened last Ooh. time on Dom and Dragons. The group faced a terrifying monstrosity that blew out a wall of a prison. It appears that most of the officers in this army have some sort of demon inside them. There's no way to face this force head on. Without a major course correction, it's only a matter of time before most Wigmolian cities are on fire. As the group dispersed after killing the scorpion man. McKeck and Cryon went shopping and Connie and Elif took a weird roundabout way into some dark alleys. The rain began again and Connie still reeling from the effects of McKeck's soothing tea seemed to lead Elif straight to turn in his bounty on her. The man who paid him seemed like he was going to pay for her and then take her away, but instead tried to attack Connie. A small fight ensued, Connie certainly uh, fighting to, to seemingly save Elif at this point. And yet Elif seemed heartbroken that someone who had started calling her friend could do this to her. And Connie, in his shame, ran off. In order to console her, Cryon and McKeck suggested that perhaps now would be a good time to burn down the mayor's place. <laughs> a little light property destruction. And they did that. In the rain, 
with the looming cloud of war advancing slowly on them all. They took the time to cathartically demolish the root of cowardice in their community. The town quickly gathered to cheer and watch it burn, and everyone for a moment sang and danced in celebration. But the clouds yearned to remind these folk what was just about outside their borders. Massive elk pulling the greatest siege fortress this land has ever known. And now, as the, the three of you, Cryon, Mekek, and Elif, hear the thunder to the east and see the elk now just a few miles outside of town, you all look up into the sky, putting down the sweets and noisemakers that had accumulated so quickly in this brief respite and you see a small, dim orange light, obscured still by heavy, low-hanging clouds, and that light shoots upward, stalls for a moment, and then falls hurtling toward the ground, dispersing that orange across the fields to the east, maybe only a mile or so outside of Mythenmir's crops. You see this strange light, followed by another. And finally, the sound catches up like thunder, but deeper, as if as if an old raspy voice were trying to laugh. And you know that they're testing the range of the catapults and trebuchets as they're nearing your town. Sorry, do they even need catapults and trebuchets for our town? Do we have a town wall? No, you'd know. <laughs> Not at all. You have none. No, this is just lazy warfare. <laughs> There's like, yeah. eh, we don't want to come down there. Also, a uh, salient question here. What is a trebuchet? Yeah. A trebuchet is like a giant crossbow, essentially. Oh, is it mounted wheels? and fixed? Uh, yeah. Massive wheels yeah. and people push it. And yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. I should Siege know engine type of stuff. Technically, a trebuchet is a catapult that's a sling. You're thinking of a ballista. Oh, Maybe I'm thinking a about Belisa. I am thinking about Belisa. fire is a giant crossbow. Trebuchet is a sling-mounted uh, is the Oh, you're right. My bad. Just dropping some trebuchet knowledge on us there. Yeah, there we go. All right, so the people in the town begin to scatter. Children uh, are being scooped up quickly, ushered into the homes. Uh, Mekek, Kalia slowly grabs your hand, but her eyes are just fixed to the east. A cryon, a small child, lost in the confusion... They don't seem to be able to find their parents, but you, you quickly just kind of escort them gently over to Mother Mosey, who picks them up and sees their folks, returns them very quickly, and she gives you just a knowing nod. And Elif, you lock eyes with Rosie, and her eyes are just immediately sad, and, and she sighs heavily and then motions the three of you over to her. What would you like to do? I'm going to look up to Kitty, the pseudo-dragon on my shoulder. Yeah. Well, Kitty, what was the take from the herbal marshmallows? I've just left Kitty in charge of the till when I was selling marshmallows in the square. <laughs> nice. It Underneath its wing, it tries to scoop up, like, maybe 20 copper. That's good. That's good. That's cool. We should probably go deal with this, though. Yeah, I'm going to go talk to Rosie. I'm going to go over to her. All right. Uh, yeah, the three of you kind of make your way through the crowd um, that is starting to, to get quite scared um, and flee the town square pretty pretty immediately. Um, but the three of you go over to her, and she grabs your hands, Elif. She says, Child, there's, there's no more time. It's, it's now or never. If you're going to do something about that mountain, you'll need... You'll need to find Connie again. And I know that does not sound good right now, but maybe you find him now and I help kill him later. I, I don't know. Whatever whatever works. I'm afraid Burden isn't going to last much longer if that thing gets in range. Cryon says to Elif, Elif, are you, do you know the phrase, let bygones be bygones? Have you heard that before? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I've never heard of, like, 
back like uh like like six hours ago or something that he did this and like he like tried to kidnap me and sell me he sell me for a bounty and we were supposed to be friends and he betrayed me like he like broke my fucking heart like i didn't it's, have friends i didn't have any friends all my friends uh, abandoned me it, and i thought he was my friend i thought he was I, my new friend and he didn't it, just it, me, so i don't i think it, i just let it go you know it, i'm not i can't let it go but i can't like i can't uh, like uh, yeah, tell him no. I think we can all agree it's terrible. It's terrible. You could have said that <laughs> forwards and backwards, and we would all agree it's absolutely terrible what he's done to you. And at some point, when this is over, when we have taken care of this mountain, we will also be on your side, and we will ask him to explain himself. But we have... Have you heard of this other phrase, Elif? We have bigger fish to fry. I'm not talking about real fish. We're not going to eat now. I'm talking about a metaphorical fish that needs to be fried. The mountain is the fish... I'm sorry. Uh, Maquette, can you jump in here? <laughs> Look, what he did was pretty shitty. It was really shitty. And we can find ways of seeing why he did what he did and dealing with what we find from there. But we did get to burn down the mayor's townhouse. Yeah. That was yeah, fun, that was right? Fun. That was fun. And we're not going anywhere. We'll, we'll still be your friend. Yeah. And, um... Honestly, I would much rather that if we're all pissed off at Connie because he did bad things, that he was between us and the giant monsters that are almost certainly living up there. <laughs> because otherwise it's going to be me and I don't like that job. Yeah. But, um, I mean, let's see, where, where would he even be? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Dirty house. Dirty, dirty, dirty house. I don't know where else he'd be. I mean, what is that like weird story? That really weird story. That story about like tender and fires and a, a river. That was a weird story. So he did tell us that. Um, so he could be either of those places. But also, like, yeah, I guess I'm like totally fine. I guess not totally fine. I guess we're okay with him like being in our party, and we can use him. We can use him as our like shield, like our physical shield, like stick him in front of us. And then, and then if he survives this, then we'll we'll have a talk. Because, yeah. Yeah. Are you aware of the phrase "put a pin in it"? Well, <laughs> let, let's. Let's do that. Just That's going to result in stabbing. Not in him, Elif. We're not going to put a pin in him. Well, we might do that. But yeah, And the other thing that I wanted to say, Elif, is it's not just us that are angry at Connie because Belinda, the broom, is also not that pleased and I don't think she'll let Connie ride on her at any time in the near future. So we're all on your side. But remember the Bob thing? Remember the fact that we were a, we were a band of brothers and sisters and we have this bigger mission? Let's... Can you put it behind you just for a little bit? I can put it, I can put it like, beside me for a little bit. Like, I, like, yeah. like new belt. It could be, like, here, and also, like, I'm still going to make a lot of pointed comments and jabs and, like, probably glare and have a lot of maybe start crying. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but, like, yeah, 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 sure. We can go. Like, we can be find salty. Have some fun with him. So for a phrase that might be very applicable to you, put it on the back burner. Ah! I like that one. I like that one. Oh, the idioms. Uh, Rosie pats you, Elif, um, just kind of on the side and gives you a knowing nod. And then she is off, starting to give orders um, to the few people, um, uh, a few of the fighters in town um, that she's used before, some of the gang that you, you associate her with. Um, and behind you, Makek, you hear, vroom, vroom, like squish something, land and squish in the mud. And you turn around quickly, um, somehow Kalia has called the griffins um, to her um, and she's now sort of petting them and, and then uh, turns over the reins to the three of you you also know that um, the sort of uh, stashed uh, alchemists fire and stuff um, are uh, on a uh, in a small warehouse kind of over by Connie's place so if you wanted to you could pick up a barrel of that or two, whatever you'd like. I say we I say we head to Connie's place, see if he's there. Come on, let's 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 uh, bury the hatchet. There's another idiom for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you gotta keep stop going with the ones that involve weapons in things. Yeah, sorry about that. No, not not <laughs> There's a lot of it. <laughs> I'm gonna jump on Belinda. I'll see you over at Connie's. Okay. Alright, so Cryon, you you get on the flying broom, take off your Heading over there, uh, McKeck and Elif, are you going to stop by the warehouse um, uh, over here? To uh, yeah, and I'm also going to look between the two Griffins, and I'm going to try to remember which was the eloquent one. 
and which was the kind of confused one. Yeah. And make sure that I put uh, Elif on the eloquent one. Okay. Uh, give me an animal handling real check, real quick, or a nature, either way. Six. Six. Yeah, you're pretty sure you got it, right? <laughs> I mean, I can also start concentrating on uh, speech, speak with animals. Yeah, like, that wouldn't be yeah. bad. Like, I, and I, I would say that outside of my role, I'd probably be doing that anyway because it seems like it'd be useful in here. Yeah, sure. Um, and so, kind of thinking about it again, uh, uh, if, if you're taking Connie with you up on one of the Griffins, that Griffin probably wouldn't be able to carry a barrel then too. So right now you have only one, probably one that can have someone on its back and carry a barrel, but. These things are incredibly potent, according to Rosie. You, you know, one should be fine for whatever you want to do with it. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say was, so, so, God, we're going into what is the airspeed velocity of a swallow. Um, yeah. We have four people. We have two griffins and a broom. Yeah. I assume, like, how can we end then we also have two barrels how can we stack that weight up because like the broom didn't seem to have any problems supporting me true if you wanted to trade if cryon and elif let's say were on the same griffin that would probably be the least amount of weight it could probably also carry another barrel well i thought cryon was gonna ride his broom I was generally intending him to, but just for the yeah. shuffle of weights, because Mekek is also aware that he is quite heavy. So, oh, as is Connie. He's a turtle. He's mostly bone. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm the heaviest party member. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with uh, riding tandem on a Griffin. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That's, that's some amazing so, D and D. We'll stuff. probably we'll switch when we get to the warehouse. I'd say. Yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah, so you switch it up a little bit. Uh, Mikek, you've already tried the broom, too. You can fly it. Um, so right now, Elif and Connie take a griffin. Each of them take a barrel. Um, Kryon, uh, you actually flew, uh, while they were trying to figure that out, you flew over to the, the BBBP, <laughs> the Bugbear Bachelor Pad. Um, Connie, Connie was not there at all. Oh, I was going to give him a heads up. He's not there. So I, well, I, knock, I, knock, I knock on the door. There's no one at home. Yeah, no, it's it's unlocked. You know, it, it, you walk in. It looks as dirty and messy as ever. Um, the birdcage is emptied. It's there's nothing here. You're not sure. He's gone. Where he'd be? He's gone. So, so yeah. So if you want to, you can then fly back and uh, do some trading around and try to figure out how to find. Him. I'll I'll fly back and join the party. Uh, I'll obviously let them know. Okay. So he wasn't there. Do any of you know a location outside of the prison related to his secret homosexual lover? He uses that phrase so frequently that I have to assume it's all a proper noun. Hmm. What about the tavern? Is it worth looking in the tavern? Would he? Does he? Is he going to be drinking his sorrows yeah, away? Maybe. maybe I don't know. Uh, uh, Elif, um, Ernie has dipped out of your hair and is now pulling on strands of your hair and kind of fluttering off, almost as if it's trying to get you to follow it. What is it, Bernie? What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's, where are we trying to go? Yeah, it just lands on your shoulder and starts kind of pulling your hair a little bit. And this is a little weird. You're, you've never had the bird do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just, like, I'm just going to go follow my bird now. But you guys can, like, go to the tavern, so if you want, like, I'm, I'm just going to follow my bird. I don't know what it wants. Um, maybe it's, like, uh, I don't know, taking me somewhere. It kind of seems like it, like, right? We'd... You don't you don't want us to come with you? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's up to you. It's up to you. Uh, McKeck, you, you do remember that this bird was, according to Connie, and Kran, you'd remember this, too, because you heard him say it. Like a link, right? Uh, and Elif, I'm sure. That that the bird was sort of magically tied to another bird, and that they the two of them always knew where the other one was. Maybe um, trying to take me to its bird brother. Maybe trying to take me to the third bird brother. Do you remember hearing about that? Um, I'm crying. Do you remember him telling us about the third bird brother who's supposed yeah, to be with, yeah. with uh, 
uh, bird? Like, maybe it's time to take us to that one. We should just follow okay. the bird. I mean, I know we should go to the mountain, but I guess we have to find Connie. Maybe it's going to take us to Connie, but maybe it's going to take us to Yeah, the let's follow the bird. Let's follow the bird. No, it's good. Good shout. Good shout. All right. Uh, you let the bird loose. Elif uh, and Crown, you each get on a griffin. Um, get, give me an animal handling check. Uh, Cryon with advantage. Yeah. And then Elif, just straight. Oh, a twenty for Dom. Saucy, and a five for Elif. All right. Yeah. So Elif, yeah, five is really good. I got you. Gail. You're 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 on your Griffin, uh, and right now it seems to be just kind of leaping from rooftop to rooftop. Um, and McKeck and Cryon are able to sort of guide their broom and their Griffin to follow the bird very easily. Um. Uh, but you're, it's it's getting hard. It's uh, you're having a hard time dealing with this. Would you like to change it up a little bit on how you're how you're interacting with the Griffin? Sure. Incidentally, at this at this point, has my like speak with animals ritual casting gone off? Yeah, about this time. Yeah, that would work. So, so I'm going to turn to the the one that Cryon is riding. Hello. Yeah. Yes. How are you? Fuck. Yeah. Could you maybe tell your friend to not murder my friend with, a, you know, throwing her off the roof? Oh. Huh. It's tedious, but I suppose, yes. yes. So, uh, Cryon, your griffin sort of swoops back down and lands on a um, building next to Elif, and you see them kind of bobbing their heads up and down, like, kind of cackling a little bit to each other. Um, and, McKeck, you, you hear <laughs> you hear a strange conversation about Yes, uh, the turtle one please wants you not to, to kill their friend. Uh, and then the other one says, Ah, I'm friend. And then, uh, Yes, you are friend, yes. Um, but please, if you don't mind, it's it's, it's important. Uh, and after just like a minute of this back and forth, um, Elif, go ahead and roll again with advantage. This time as Cryon and Mekek leap into the air again. Oh, very good. If it is advantage, so you can roll one more. Better, better, better. Now it's doing it with advantage. So 21 and a 13. 21 and 13. Very good. Yes. Um, so 21. Uh, excellent. Yeah, you've... Something that uh, the other griffin spoke to this griffin seemed to make them listen to you a lot more, and you're able to now guide them very easily with just kind of brushing your hand across their feathery back where their wings meet. And um, yeah, you feel really good about um, now being able to do this. And so your bird, Ernie, um, takes off. It is Ernie, right? Bert was Connie's? Yeah, Ernie. Okay. Ernie, yeah, takes off um, flying in front of you. Uh, it's the, the rain is still pretty heavy, and so it's kind of smacking into your face. It's this is an uncomfortable way to fly. But it does sort of then lead you east, um, starting kind of on the outskirts of of Burden. And as you're kind of approaching the sort of lake and the, the stream uh, on the east side of town, you also do see a little bit of campfire in the distance. You're going to see McKeck sigh and pull out a shillelagh. <sighs> Every time we go to the woods. All right. On the northeast side of town, a stream cracks a swath of green across the mud and dried grasses of the burden outer limits. The banks of the stream rise straight up on either side, a little taller than a bugbear's head. And on either side are thick green bushes and grasses that support thousands of birds that chirp and fly back and forth, bouncing from one side of the bank to the other. And on the western bank, at a spot under an old tree, a stone slab has been laid, which holds back the greenery and hides whoever might be sitting there from prying eyes. And to the right of this is a campfire. The flames lick the nearby grasses. The smoke rises up into the tree, dissipating somewhere above it. 
the tree that shades this slab and keeps the rain off of anyone who might be sitting here is is old, knotted, a bit hollow at points, ugly perhaps, but still alive, still producing a, a brownish flower that blooms in the fall. This flower looks like death, but it smells sweet. And a large hive of bees has made a home in this tree, and their activity now sounds just like a single low hum to the witness of this serene spot. Connie, what are you doing here? Connie is sitting on that uh, the, the stone slab by the by the fire. You said there's one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of hunched over. It's you said it's it's raining, right? It is, but the uh, tree has covered this spot and the yeah and the fire with its sort of bright red and orange leaves. Um, so yeah, Connie's seated there. His his hat is kind of is sitting next to him. He's kind of just hunched over, and he's got a stick, and he's kind of just poking at the fire a little bit. Um, Bert is kind of hopping around next to him, kind of okay. doing a little dance around the 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 rim of his of his hat, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Galway's just Galway. I <laughs> just saw Galway's name in the roll twenty chat. <laughs> Um, Connie is, uh, yeah, just sort of murmuring to himself, grunting, sometimes chuckling, and then sometimes weirdly kind of getting choked up and resorting back to a grunt to kind of yeah. cover things up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that's just, that's what he's, that's what he's doing right now. Okay. Give me, um, give me a an investigation check. A three. <laughs> a three. All right. Yeah. So, Connie, this is um, this is a tree in which you and Vern you would often meet here, um, and you would often use the sort of nooks and crannies of this tree to hide notes or like small little gifts to each other, and out of instinct. Um, being this is your first time back for a while um, maybe or maybe you come often but just out of instinct you sort of reach under one of the knots of the tree and just feel real quick you don't feel anything and your heart sinks just a tiny bit and you sit down and then you had made your fire and whatnot. yeah I feel like Cryon they all, they all see Connie right Right. So about now is when is when uh, the rest of you kind of land in the tall but dry grasses uh, of the field here, um, and you see the smoke from the campfire, and you see a very dark, sort of brown shape <laughs> huddled in the corner. Um, and at this, Elif, uh, Ernie starts kind of just doing circles around your hair, and then dips back in. Um, it seems they've brought you to where they they wanted to. You like Cryon kind of goes over to Elif and and says, "You, you see, you see that, right? You see that Connie-sized shape over there, Elif." <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, I think I think it's Connie. I don't think it's just a kind of size shape. I think it's actually Connie, probably. It doesn't look like Connie. Should we should we just leave you to it? Do you want to go? Do you want us to come with you? Do you want? Do you want to? If you just, just like could, like back me up, like like be with me, but like I'm, sure. I mean, I'm just gonna get like get on the fucking bird or hippogriff, whatever this is. It's not hippogriff. I think that's probably trademarked. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we'll 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 stand shoulder to shoulder to you. We, we we won't say a word. I mean, I generally don't say a word when I'm around you anyway. So just uh, just you do you, and, uh, and and we'll do us. Sounds good. And I'm gonna land in front of Connie. Ah. Uh. Te- technically, what's in front of Connie is the stream, and, and a large divot. So now we're wet. Now we're soaking wet. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you want to land in the stream, or like on the other side of the bank, or like right behind him. It'll just like cover up the stream. 
like so I'm still directly in front of him, but can can Griffin's hover? Can is there a hover mode on this? Oh, I see. <laughs> hover mode. Yeah, yeah. You're you're bouncing up and down as its like wings are like taking flight again, like each time. Um, so you look a little funny, but uh, but you are able to hover ish in front of Connie. Connie, that's then kind of the first thing you see. You weren't expecting anything here other than the tiny birds that flip back and forth. Um, and then all of a sudden you see a griffin and Elif riding it. For a split second, you think, oh, this is how I die. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. War griffin time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Elif. Elif has come for revenge on a flying, flying terrifying monster. Hey, come on, come, 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 come. You're still not my friend. I still hate you because you mean you're, you tried to sell me to that man. To the bit. I don't even know where that man wanted me or who the fuck that was. Do you know who the fuck that was? But that's not important right now. Anyways, fuck you. But you need to get out of the fucking Griffin um, because we gotta go kill Siege Chantha. Okay, come on. Uh, no good, Elif. No good. I don't. You know, you guys, you guys can do it without me. I'm. I'll just stay here. And if you want to fire shoot fire at me or something put me out of my misery right now you can do it go for it you can help me with this fire you can make it make it big and bigger until it consumes me how about that Elif is gonna pause and look like she's considering it <laughs> um Okay, but like, no, like we have to like, we have to put things to the other side of us and bury hatches in people's backs and stick pins and all of those things. We have to do all those things because apparently like we need you to kill Siege Chanta, right? Because like, I mean, have you seen, have you seen us? Like, I mean, Cryon is very fast and stabby, but like, um, like, not like, like he's not like, like a big ass bugbear. And I like, I can't take it at all. And Mikek, um has like really low HP for some reason, but it's really a cover for him to get hit. But when he does get hit, it's really bad. Um, so like, we need you, like we, we need you, we can't, we can't do this on our own. We, we need you to kill Seed Santa. Elif, why would you want me to, jo- to join you all for this? What, 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 how can you even stand to look at me? I, I can't even, I can barely stand to, 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 to look at you right now. Connie, um, look, this is a, this is a worthwhile conversation to have. Ah, they're here too? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to frighten you. <laughs> Crowd is just snuck, snuck up behind you through the grass. I'm spry. I'm spry. Oh yeah. Um, it's a worthwhile conversation to have, Connie, and and we can definitely have that conversation at some point in the future. We'll give you that time and space. But you know, this this war is happening. The time is of the essence. So let's deal with the thing in front of us now, and then later on we can have the big pity party. We can light a big fire, throw you in it. Whatever you want, we'll do it. But we got bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry, right, Elif? Remember, fish. Bigger fish. Did you bring fish? Is this literal fish? No, it's figurative <laughs> fish. I'm sorry. It's a hornet's nest. I shouldn't have started it. I, I don't want to fry the birds. Those aren't hornets. Those are bees. Those are bees. I shouldn't have fried the bees. Bees are good. We shouldn't fry bees. Um, but uh, yeah, Connie, like we need you. And like, uh, I mean, this isn't like 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 I don't forgive you. Like you were like you were like you were like my friend, right? You gave me a friendship, or, and we were gonna be friends. We're gonna be like we're, we're gonna be we were gonna be we're gonna be we we're gonna be really good friends. It's okay. And, and then, and then you tried to give me to a bad man for money. Um, so, so that's a thing that happened, and was very upsetting. So, so like I'm not over this, but also like, I mean, we do need you. Like, well, like we can't do this. We literally can't do this without you. You're asking why we need, well, like why why I want you there is because like you're a meat shield. So, so come be our meat shield, okay? Like, um, <laughs> it's it's what you're good for. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually doing this when I when I'm pissed off. Uh, maybe somebody else should talk to you. So who's not as pissed off at you? This probably isn't like browsing or like like making you want to fight and do a good job. Is it like letting you know? It's probably just making you feel worse about yourself. From directly above Connie, because I assume that unlike the the Griffins, the broom doesn't really make any noise or like downdraft. Yeah. Uh, you're just gonna hear. So ah, what, you're here too. Crockett, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> McKeck is just kind of like leaning sideways on the room. Yeah, I'm I'm here too, buddy. I I second everything that Elif said, but I'd also like to ask a question if that's okay. Sure ask away. Why did you go ahead and give Elif to the person who'd paid the bounty? Ah. Ah. I don't 
don't know. I, I, I was feeling weird. I was feeling weird ass. I was feeling weird ass after that. That battle. I was a weird ass Connie. I, I, I felt angrier than ever. And, 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 and. Elif. Yes, I tried giving you to that asshole for money. Yes. But it's not. It's never been about that. Right? I, 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 yeah, I've been kind of having a hard time with the bounty hunting. And so this, this big bounty on your head would have been really helpful for me. Sure. But the fact is, it's not really about the money. The fact is, there's a reason why seeing you gets me all worked up. It's, because, crap, damn it, you are a constant reminder to me of Vern. That's what you, every time I look at you, that's that's what I think of. As he says that, McKeck, just real quick, um, you notice um, in the tree next to Connie, uh, there's a, a squirrel acting really weird. It's it's like trying to, like, it looks like it's trying to pull something out of the tree, just a little higher up than like eye level. Um, but it looks like something is stuck, kind of in there. Um, and then when when it sort of rears back and then tries again, it almost looked like some sort of cloth wrapping of something. I'm gonna float over. Keep, you all are doing great. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah. I'm gonna grab that now. Fucking get it out of my tree! It's been in my tree! It's been stupid! It's been stupid in my tree! For a long fucking time, man! Now I remember why I don't talk to squirrels that often. Also stops, looks at squirrel. This is entirely silent from the perspective of anyone, or incomprehensible from anyone down there. Looks at squirrel, looks at Elif. Looks at squirrel. Looks at elef. Hmm. We'll pull that out. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's whatever it is. It's kind of stuck. Um, so you do have to kind of. It takes a bit of strength to pull it out, and when you do, the broom sort of goes back, and you have to kind of steady yourself a bit. And you're holding what looks to be a cloth package, but it's like once you've pulled the whole thing off, it's heavy, and it's like six almost six feet long um and as that's happening above your head connie uh there's a a letter that just drops right in front of you in front of me yeah seemingly loosed by this um by (laughs) him ripping something out of a tree um well then i guess and and Connie is aware that this kind of fell from the from the tree. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that. Yeah, Connie would take pick that up and. You yeah you you pick up this envelope and flip it over and it says to Connie on it. <gasps> All right. I guess he'd open it, paw it a little bit, and open it. Check out this letter. Uh, it's now in your handouts section. All of ours, or just Connie's? Just Connie's for now. Darn it. <laughs> if he wants to share it, I'll give it to everyone. Um, I will, for the for the benefit of the stream, I'll read it out loud, I guess. Do you want it as as the person, or, or do you want to read it as Connie? Why don't you read it as Vern? Okay. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, Connie, the first thing you notice is it's written in Goblin, which is your native sort of birth language. Um, and it's not uh, uh, not something Vern often spoke, if ever. Um, but it's written in that, and it says, To Connie, well, them's a Gohomians are coming. The weak more cowards retreated beyond the town, so there ain't nothing left to stop him but over. 
You know I ain't one to back down from a fight I ain't gonna win. Look, if you ever make it back this way, and you ain't too sore at me still, maybe you'll get to thinking about old times and that'll bring you to this spot. Connie, I'm proud that I never said sorry. Never once in my life. Never to no one and that's something. Not sure my ma ever taught me the orcish for it. So I learned a bit more of your tongue and thought I might say it in Goblin. I mean to run a lot of people out of my life. Bandits, gamblers, folks would call me son, but I swear to you now on the lily pads in the stream, you weren't one of them. Looking back, I never could get my brain round us. Two of the hardest heads in the rugged damn place. And of course, we weren't looking to be kind to each other after that last fight. But one of us needs to bite the arrow. My dog is scratching right now at the door. It's okay, Mugen. Use it, use it, use, use it. it. It's the squirrel scratching at the tree still. Yeah. Yeah. Echo bat at him. Stop that. I'm sorry. Sorry, that was a squirrel, sorry. <laughs> Mostly for not saying it till after I'm in jail or gone. In fact, I don't I don't know what this will exactly do. Maybe the next time you have a difference with someone, you won't run as far. Maybe you'll give him a chance to hear an apology. An apology <clears throat> whatever. <laughs> I believe in you. So much so I'm willing to to bet Betty on it. That's what's in the package. She's yours now. Better in your paws than some damned captain's trophy case. See ya, Vern. So, <clears throat> yeah, so Connie's reading this, and as he reads it, yeah, definitely, like, Tears, bugbear tears well up in his bugbear eyes. Is it true that when bugbears cry, like like Bing Bong from Inside Out, do they cry candy? Is that true? Or is that just a myth? Uh, they don't cry candy. They cry uh, bugs. Oh, oh God! Maybe <laughs> that's, that's, that's horrible. So <laughs> I'd we like not? to go ahead. And, I'd like we... to go ahead and take that back. Let's see. Ah, he is, he is crying. No, he's crying candy. He's crying Skittles. Okay. How about that? Better than bugs. I thought you were gonna go with like vinegar or something. Or something, yes. <laughs> and then you're just like bugs. Like, ha! Oh. oh God. Either way, bugs or Skittles, Cryon stood underneath him like this. Just like, <laughs> don't mind me, just catching a couple of things and running up. Love skills. And he loves bugs. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Just as I was about to talk about Fern, I get a letter from him. That feels fated. Crugget, damn it. Elif, when I look at you... I think about this man who wrote this letter here. And that's because over the past 10 years, every time that I had a, a, a narrow scrape with you, every time you fucked up my shit and I came this close to catching you and then couldn't, I just got fuming mad. It would ruin my, my, my day, my week. But Vern, Vern was always there. He and I didn't have a perfect relationship. We, we got in fights often, but he had, a, he had a sense of humor. And he would try to make things light that were heavy. And every time you escaped from my clutches, you put me in a foul-ass mood. Vern, he'd plan a little, little camping trip out here where we met the, the River Titwitch. We'd come out and he'd be all romantic and shit. 
because he knew that it would cheer me up, and it did every time. And it became a weird ritual, a weird tradition for us. Every year, our annual post-Elif escape camping trip. And so when I, after I was coming down from that weird-ass shit Meekat gave me, I saw you again, and, and, and I was standing there, and I, I, I thought to myself, what am I doing talking about justice and mercy? That's not who I am. That was who Vern was, but he's, he was better than me. That's what got him killed, was because he was good. He stood up to the, to the, the Gahonians. Now he's gone, and I'm just left here to be the shitty person that I've always been. And so it just, I just had to, I don't know, had to get you out of there, had to finally capture you once and for all. But I guess, to be honest, I didn't, I don't think I really wanted to capture you or turn you in for the bounty. I think what I really wanted was one more failed attempt at getting you where I wanted you, one more failed attempt at capturing you, so that maybe I could come out here for one last annual camping trip with Vern. And I guess what I was trying to say back in town earlier was that I, I am sorry, right? I am sorry for trying to turn you in. I was upset and I was confused. Now, I can promise you it's never going to happen again because, well, that guy was an asshole and betrayed me. That's part of it. But also, <laughs> also genuine kind of feelings of remorse about, about that. And, uh, and this letter has got me all feeling weepy. Vern and I never apologized to each other. That was part of this letter that I just read uh, in silence in front of the three of you. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Elif. I didn't mean to hurt you. I was navigating my own hurt, and I hurt you in the process. That's it. Okay, like, like, I mean, I guess, I guess it's, I, can we, can we, can we, can we be friends? Can we have friendship parties? We can still have friendship parties? I mean, like, like, I mean, I get it, like, 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 I get it, right? Like, like, I get, like, I get, I get, I get, I get, I get being upset and hurt. Like, Rosie disappeared for seven years and I thought she was probably dead. And I guess she wasn't dead, so I guess I have that. But, like, she still hasn't really told me where the fuck she went and she's been really acting kind of strange. And it's not, like, the same as it was. Like, she wasn't, it wasn't the same. It wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, that'd be weird. She was, like, a maternal figure for me. I wasn't, like, like, I wasn't into her like that. Um, but, like, like even if it had been, like, like okay, either way. Like, it was, it's, it's just it's weird having her come back, right? Like, um, like, 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 and she's back, but it's, like, like, she would, like, like, wasn't back. Um, it's, like, she wasn't back, maybe, um. And it's, it's like she's been gone, and, and like there's all that stuff left unsaid between us in like the seven seven years, and like all that. So I get it. Like I get like I get like like not being able to like say things, and I like like I get like not having closure because I don't have that even with her back. And I get like like I get it. I get I get it's hard, um, and I get having the hurt and the pain because like she was all I had, and then she went away, and he was all you had, and she he I guess probably died. Like I guess he's dead. Um, <laughs> which is like really fucking bad. Like right? Like that's super sad. Like he was like, like the only one who ever mentioned to capture me, but that's still fucking sad because he was like a good guy he was just on the wrong side of good but he was still on the good side right he was just on a different side of good than i was but he was he, like he was a good person so it's really sad he's dead and like i get really upset and hurt about that like i understand so i understand i understand acting from hurt i understand he's pain like like yeah i guess i mean i forgive you we can still be friends we can have friendship birdies and um maybe maybe he's not dead or maybe we can find a necromancer and we can find his body and we can raise him from the dead like we can, this, this is a magic world like we can find a necromancer wait hold on hold on you for what me you used a word there I'm not familiar with. I, for, I, for, I, for, I, for, I forgive you. I forgive you. We can be. It means it means that I'm not upset and angry anymore. We can be friends. We can have friendship birdies, and it'll be okay. It's it's okay. Like I get it. Oh, that's lovely, you guys. Hey, uh, Connie, um, are you done crying? Because those <laughs> skittles were delicious. 
I'm not done crying because I'm about to cry some tears of friendship. Okay, here they come. come. Here, all right, here I'll aim my bugbear eyes at you <laughs> so you can capture the Skittles. <sighs> Love the red one. Elif, of course we can be friends. Of course, I understand that, that it's, it's hard when people go away and they come back changed and communication changes between people that you're in relationship with. And the fact is that now when I look at you and with this letter in hand and with Betty over there, which I, I know entirely what Betty is because of, I, I just know that and I'm not curious about it because I kind of know what it is. But uh, with all this here, I'm beginning to realize that seeing you and remembering Vern maybe doesn't have to be a, a feeling of pain or loss. Maybe it can be a reminder of something good that I had. And so now that the prospect of having you around feels really good to me. Oh, here it comes a more cry on. I'm crying, cry on. I'm crying, cry on. Elif is going to get in the way of catching the Skittle tears because she's going to throw herself at Connie and hug him really tight. Oh. Are, are friendship tears a different like flavor set of Skittles? Pineapple. Okay, like those the tropical ones? Yeah, different mm. flavors coming up. I love that. <laughs> Andy, how are you feeling about us making that canon? <laughs> it, it's canon for Connie. For Connie not, not all bugbears cry Skittles. <laughs> what a gift. There's something wrong with Connie. Connie and his tear ducts. So, I think sitting on his broom, holding this like heavy cloth wrapped package that he extracted from the tree, McKeck looks down at this and looks at Cryon bouncing around, attempting to collect Skittles in both hands. Connie sobbing Skittles. Elif like launching off of a griffin, like to embrace, like, this is nice. And they're still assholes, but I see some of the behaviors that could have caused the Gaholnians to judge us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me, kick. Hey, excuse me. While Elif is hugging... For uh, the love of God, drop the tear skittles. <laughs> While Elif is hugging Connie, he'll kind of look up at Mikak and be like, Mikak, I want you and me to have a conversation at some point about maybe finding a, uh, a way to turn that these... Uh, these herbal soothers of yours into something, I don't know, maybe a bit more palatable for me. Maybe some kind of micro-dosing situation, something where I could get the benefits, but without the, the awful come-down afterwards. What do you think? Um, I can have Kalia run some compounds. They might be ready for us by the time we get back. Assuming the town hasn't burned down. Yeah, burned down. Oh my, oh, there's a mountain. Yes, you sent it. You sent As you say all this, in the distance, <laughs> you hear another. Because like we should like probably go and like fucking deal with that, but also we should probably go like tell Kalia to make those. And also, um, we need to like I forgot we need to tell Rosie and Rose and Kalia to like free the elk while we're busy because like if they can free the elk while we're like creating a distraction on the mountain, then everything will be good. But we didn't communicate that to them at all because we were just really upset about Kalia, so we just followed our bird out here and now we're here with the birds and it's really great and it's like we're all friendly again. There's tear skittles and it's wonderful, but also we need to go tell them. Yeah, we do need to go do that. We need to handle the shit, but first I wanna I wanna unwrap this package that. Right, I forgot about that. that. My deceased homosexual lover <laughs> left for me after our falling out, um, which was really tugging at my bugbear heartstrings. And while I unwrap this this package that I again I kind of know exactly what's in here because it's part of my backstory. Uh, Cryon, would you do me a favor and play play some some tune on that ocarina of yours while we sit here and enjoy skittles and while i open a present oh it would be my great joy hang on all right uh cryon um you kind of sit down you start um playing the ocarina <laughs> that was a nice little Yep. How about another one, Cryon? One more. I'm not done opening this package yet. Sure. <laughs> I 
<laughs> and again, thank you to thank you to Sam Winnie who uh, composed those little yeah. Dom specific ditties. That was an ode to my great great one legged uncle, uh, Mister Misophilies. <laughs> <laughs> Dead now. Yep. All right. What is Betty, Andy? All right. So uh, you unwrap this uh, very long package that's very heavy. Uh, Betty is a Kanobo. And a Kanobo is Kanobo? I forget how it's spelled. But it's uh, it's a generally a giant kind of, look, almost looks like a baseball bat um, with with like metal nubs uh, in, in sort of the heavy end of this thing. It is a ridiculously terrifying two-handed weapon. Um, and you know that uh, it happened to be one of Vern's magical weapons. Ooh, he left it for me? He left it for you. Uh, can you put that in my inventory? At some point? Uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. It is a, it's a versatile weapon, too. So it does. you can do it one-handed, but it's you can't quite get a lot of strength with it. But yeah, I can work on that. Um, you've also rested. Um, you've taken a moment to breathe. You are all level five now. So why don't we actually go ahead and roll some hit dice then as well while I put that in there. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>